0: What's going on everybody and welcome, welcome, welcome back to another edition, another installment, another episode of the opinion brother podcast with your boy, divine, oh, whoa, 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 cut, everybody cut, see, and that's how you know I got comfortable with that shit, okay, let's rewind that, okay, this is the opinion brother podcast with your boy, Ty the pod guy, and we have to get into that right I've been pushing that off the docket. we're gonna get into why I changed my name, right and you see why right um, but we're here with Ty the pie guy, of course, your boy Ty the pie guy, and listen um, I'm super excited to be back here i'm very i'm as you can see or as my patreon and youtube uh viewership can see i'm v- ve- i'm a little tired I'm a little flustered of course um it's getting later in the day i don't i ate like a chicken sandwich I like. Noon for lunch, and then I potted for the RB and chill and ate another chicken sandwich. So, all of the 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 um the itis was trying to take over me, but I was trying to fight it. And see, when you fight the itis, it's like you get tired, and I'm like, ah, I don't want to get tired because I have to pot. You understand what I'm saying? And so, we are here. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon to all of you, wherever you are listening from. We appreciate you so much. Uh, for tuning in to the podcast, uh, whether you are here in America uh, in one of the beautiful United States of the States, or you are across the seas in one of the beautifulest countries um, across the waters. Um, we appreciate you for listening, whether that be uh, via audio on whichever platform that you're streaming us from or via Patreon or YouTube, um, we do appreciate you. Uh, if you're listening to us audibly, please subscribe to us. Uh, make sure you follow us. Make sure that you're telling your friend about us. Share the podcast on and, and subscribe to the podcast. Follow the podcast on whichever uh, platform that you uh, subscribe and follow the podcast from. That may be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcast, wherever Whenever we're there, you understand what I'm saying to all of my Patreons and my YouTube, I appreciate you. Um, if you would like to become a Patreon, please subscribe and become a part of the THC family. We have new content coming, which is very, very, very exciting. Um, like I said, we have our Black Men Win podcast that I just started. Um, you know, got the Instagram together, got the account together, so I'm really, really, really excited to bring that to you guys in a podcast forum. Um, in a podcast forum, so. Uh, and form, and so I'm really, really excited about that. So thank you guys for all the support, all the continuous love and support. We really, really, really do appreciate you. Um, we're stepping into a new month, month of May. Uh, we didn't do a um, we didn't do a, a stats roundup this month. This is like the first month we didn't do a stats roundup, and it's not to say I won't do them anymore, but at, at, it, it just it just got to a point where I was like, okay, you know what? I know that I'm international. You guys know that I'm international. You guys know who's listening to me or not. You know what I'm saying? And even if you don't, I just appreciate the listens, right? I think it just gets to a point where you just do things for a certain time and it's just like, okay, I'm kind of over it, right? And it's not to say the stats are not kind of important to me, but the importance of the stats and the analytics and the streaming of everything and kind of watching the numbers, like... If you know me, for real, for real, if you if you've been around me, um, I'm kinda always on my phone. And the reason for that in the beginning was because I was checking my stats so much, right? I was a stat streaming motherfucking checker. Do you hear me? Like, I'm checking streams all the while. And to be honest, it, it was it was it was a couple things with that, right? I it was one because I wanted to prove to myself that I was doing what I was said I was doing right, not just to not just to sit here and, and boost my ego, right, in, in in that sense, but to sit here and be like, no, you're doing this shit, you know, what I'm saying you're getting streamed after stream after stream, right, and so it was just a boost of my confidence, not my ego, but my confidence. At the same token, when people in the beginning was shit on my shit, was shit on this podcast, right, and I was pulling out. 10,000 streams I I did my first 10k in a year and then I hit 20k and then I'm 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 elevating every month they're seeing the plight right like when people started to see like oh this man is doing 10,000 streams hold up like that's that's really big for an independent person in in the sector where I was in Grand Rapids where culture and media and politics don't really mesh and mix and it's not a big thing you know, a big huff for that, that was major. That was huge as fuck. Niggas was paying niggas started to pay attention after I hit my first 10 my first 10k for real for real. Like on some real shit niggas started to pay attention. Niggas was like, oh wow. 10k? Oh that's that's dope. Then when I hit my then when I hit 20k, oh niggas was like all up on my ass. They was like, oh shit my nigga congratulations you in 20k Niggas that it on my podcast, bro. Niggas that I will want on the podcast that it on me saying, yeah. And listen, what I had to really come to understand was that I was putting these stats to please them motherfuckers, right? And I think that's where I got to the point where, like, I don't need to put my stats out there to please you. Because it wasn't for me. I, I see my stats every day. But in my mind, I'm like, I got to prove these niggas something. And at this point, I was just like, why am I proving something to people that really don't don't matter to me, nor do I matter to them? Right? And so I just I I I figured in my mind, like, yo, I'm I'm just, you know, I, I don't need to sit here and 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 forcefully put my stats out to the world and be like, oh yeah, this is what I'm doing, because I know what I'm doing. I have it right in front of me. You understand what I'm saying? I see my numbers. I see this, and for me, it's not about the numbers for real. It's about what's incorporating in my company right now. The streaming, the streaming for the Pin Brother is 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 very steady. Right, we're almost at thirty eight thousand streams. I look to my podcast network. Um, I'm looking for the Tac Network as a whole to be fifty thousand streams as 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 a whole network with four shows that I'm hosting and producing myself. You understand what I'm saying? So, it's way past, like, this is a singularity point for me. This is way beyond just doing this shit for me. I, I'm trying to bring people in. You understand what I'm saying? So, I'm trying to make sure my my I's are dotted and all my T's are crossed before I bring somebody or bring people into a situation that I'm not even fully um, prepared to have them in. You understand what I'm saying? So, it's not about, for me anymore, it's not about proving anything to anybody anymore, Right? Because honestly, for that time, I wanted to prove like, yo, I got this in the bag. This is what the fuck I'm doing. This is what, nah, I ain't got to prove shit to nobody no more. I'm going to just let you know my credentials one more time and I'm going to leave it here. My name is Tyronza Devontae motherfucking Hicks. I am a podcaster, global charted podcaster. This is what I do. This is my career. I host four shows. I will be hosting four shows in the start of June. This per- podcast in particular, the opinion brother podcast, is the flagship hub of the network that I have started over four years ago. You understand what I'm saying? The THC network, the Tyronza Hicks and company network, right? Tyronza Hicks and company is the hub of which I've been doing things since what? 2015. Right. I literally stamped the name on it. And then, uh, in, um, in 2017, I put my name on it and was authentic since then. Yeah, some people like the THC thing. Some people, it's not about that. It's about me and me staying authentic to me, right? And so now I have this podcast, The Opinionated Brother, which is the flagship show of the, of, of the network. Then we have the Devontae's World podcast, which is my travel and, and culture podcast in which we're we're about to literally start up again, going to different places around New York, right? Actually me being a tourist for once, thank God. And then bringing back that content. Then we have the r and and Chill podcast, which is probably right now one of my favorite if not my favorite podcast to host because I love R&B music. You understand what I'm saying? Not to say I don't love each and one of every one of my podcasts, but the R&B and chill speaks to my love for R&B music. And I love doing that. You understand what I'm saying? It's like a Joe Budden hip hop show, but in an R&B form. I love doing it. And now we're bringing a series that I loved doing two years ago, even last year. Now I'm bringing that into a podcast form with the black man, women podcast. So it's, it, it's it's amazing to see like my 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 focus not just be on streaming numbers, but now just building and collaboration and partnership and and continuing to um, just build things that I love. You understand what I'm saying around the company and the network that I've built. So that's a little bit about me. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not as and again, I'm not going to. I think, like I said. I think me putting out the stats in April was the last time that I will put stats out. Um, Maybe I'll hit you with some stats here and there, you know, but it's not going to be aggressively every month like I used to do, right? Because like I said, it was was something to prove to people, but at this point, I don't need to prove anything. I didn't need to prove anything back then, but that was just my young mindset at that time, right? Now, as a more evolved, um, more experienced entrepreneur and podcaster who has definitely been globally charted um, on various podcast platforms in various countries with multiple of my podcasts on there, okay? I don't got to prove shit. (laughs) What? I'm doing this shit out here. You understand what I'm saying? I got people hitting me up, right? Like, yo, I just... Now, you, you know when you told me to start a podcast, I'm finally starting it. You understand what? Like, that makes me happy. When I tell people to start a podcast, like, I tell people to start a podcast because, like, literally, peop- the people that I want to start a podcast literally have something to say. Like, yeah, they, they sometimes aren't, like, the best on the mic or they feel like their voice the uh, uh, sounds kind of crappy or whatever and shit like that. So, if that happens, that's all... Th- For me, I'm like, all right, cool. Well, you can come to my show and get a taste. And every person, literally, literally, every person that has come on my show, okay, either had a podcast or started one. And I'm not saying that's because of me, but I see the influence in which it is, right? I see how many people came in with me starting a podcast. And then transition maybe into more YouTube shows and doing it. But sticking on their path and doing what they love to do. I always told people, when you go down this road of podcasting, it is very uncertain. It is faith over fear. A lot of faith over fear. You understand what I'm saying? So, I'm a potter at heart. That is what I love to do. I love this microphone. Right? I know that I'm destined for greatness and, and, and maybe some other field and maybe acting, music, whatever. But this is it. You know what I'm saying? We're going to get into uh, the Joe Budden podcast in a minute. But I just wanted to put that out there, man. Like, I really do appreciate everybody that continues to listen. I'm, I'm in a kind of a, I don't even want to say rebrand. But it's like I'm continuously building my brand. Not even just rebranding, right? I think I did that with the Patreon and the YouTube. Like, I just one day just started to say, you know what? This is a whole network. So I have to treat it as such, Right. Um, the more I put time and effort and and the ability and money into building the network, I have to treat it as such. It's, it's not a singular show anymore. These are it's about to be four shows that I'm built for that I'm prepared to do that I'm now about to not only host and produce, but I'm the head of this. Right? I'm the head of this. This is what this is. This is me. I'm I'm the CEO. I'm the I'm the HNIC. I'm the host, I'm the, I'm the editor, even though I don't edit shit, but it's just like I'm everything. So that's what I do. And I don't have to prove it to anybody, right? And I hope that people understand that you don't have to prove yourself to people, right? Um, live an embodiment of you know, showing people like, yo, this is what the fuck I'm doing, this is what the fuck I'm doing. I don't need to do that anymore, right? Seeing my accomplishments over the past just few months, with podcasting seeing my podcast be charted in multiple countries um and not just this year but last year as well didn't even know it uh i don't have to prove anything because it's in my face right not to say it wasn't in my face before but it's clearly in my face and it's because podcasting continues to evolve and grow and stats become more evolved and they grow so I really do appreciate everybody for listening. I'm sorry I went on that little rant. I just had to get that off real quick because, you know, I'm just saying, right? It just, what happens? Um, what are we talking about on the docket today? We um, are going to recap my week, of course. We're going to talk about um, this NYC teacher who was caught in the school hallway sucking on a man's nipples. Lord have mercy. we do going to talk about it. Uh, we're going to talk about Bill and Melinda divorcing. That's tragic. Uh, we're going to talk about Dr. Umar Johnson's interview on the Breakfast Club. We're going to um, uh, just give a special shout out to all the mothers. I know Mother's Day is passed, but Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Special shout out to my mom, my granny, and my auntie. Uh, shout out to all of you, all of my nieces and nephews' mothers. We appreciate you. We love you. We love. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, we're going to talk about the JPB podcast, of course. Um, Our MVP and our Clowns of the Week. And for the second half of the show, right? We got to talk. We have to have a conversation. Because going into... Listen here. Going into the summer of twenty, it's about to get hot. Okay? And the one thing I do not like about the heat is the funk. And the fact that people are still going out with people who stink, don't wash their ass, or... you know, y'all want to go out together and y'all stay is is a is is appalling to me. It is it is it is very just like how do you not tell the person that you're with that they're musty? How do you not tell the person that they're with that their breath smells like ass and lays potato chips? <laughs> I'm sad, how do you not? This is the person that you're with. This is your friend. We cannot be this fake going into the summer of 2021. No, we can't do it. So we're going to talk about that in, uh, in the second half. So let's get into our MVP of the week this week. Lord, I'm mad I didn't last week because he was going to get it last week. But Cold World, J. Cole, thank you, Jesus. Cold World, listen here. Okay. Kendrick, you next. I need an album. Okay? Because I'm tired of Drake. Drake! I'm tired of him. Okay? Now, that's what I'm saying. I don't like, boy. Right? If anything, you can go up through my album music. Half half of my shins Drake. That don't mean I'm listening to him on a daily basis. Right? Drake has consistently been putting out music for like the last five years. Right? Album, mixtape, singles, all that. All that. All that. All that. My thing is, I. <laughs> uh, my thing is with, with J. Cole, right? J. Cole puts out masterpieces in my mind. Not to say I know everybody. Oh, Drake puts out masterpieces too. Okay, chill out, you Drake fans. Okay, chill out. Relax before you get all up tight and shit. Um, what I'm saying is. J Cole does not put out music frequently, and every time he does put out an album, it's a masterpiece to me. Now I don't, I, I don't know how you know you guys feel at home about J Cole, but for me, J Cole, ever since he um, his first album, I I always took a liking to him, right? And then I think when Forest Hill, Dri- uh, Forest Hill Drive came out, he, he became one of my favorite rappers, period, right? Um, because he could toe the line of message music. And then give you that banger. You understand what I'm saying? Hell, uh, when Kevin Hart cheated, this is what you do. Right? You call Jay call and be like, yo, let, yes, can we make a song? <laughs> you feel me? And so... Excuse me. This new album and documentary uh, that's coming out called Off Season uh, has literally the whole music world in like a state of flux. Uh, because... A lot of us have been waiting, probably dreaming, probably praying. <laughs> I know I have for um a Cole album and a Kendrick album. Because these are two next to Drake, they are the two like rappers who we know who are at the top of their game and have not left, right? They're still at that spot. Like for me, Cole never left the top. He just had enough put on the album to sit here and be like, Yeah, I'm still at the top. But now that Off Seasons come out and putting out Interlude, I'm like, oh, this man is about to come with some heat. And I'm ready for it. I've been ready for it. I don't think I've ever been so ready for a Cole album. But I love Cole's ability to take the creative process seriously. Not And, and again, not to say Drake doesn't, but everybody works in different ways. You understand what I'm saying? Everybody creates in different ways. So... When you see his documentary on YouTube, or, or I don't know if that was a snippet or whatever, but when you see that 12 minutes clip, you understand, you know, he's going back to New York, you know, in, I believe it was Queens, and going back to this house where he was making music, where he made Forest Hill Drive, where he produced it. And he talked about, like, yo, really doing the things that, okay, when I get done with this shit, because there's going to be a cap limit. When I'm the best and that's it, and I can sleep and go to bed happy knowing that I'm the best and I put my 1,000% energy into this, all right, bet I can leave. And one thing that I think all of us, as his fans, was wondering, like, bro, can you put a feature <laughs> in your album, right? Because it's not to say, like, you 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 need features because you don't. But it's to say, like, bro, it's people who out here want to who want to be on your music, who want to be on your album, right? It's not to say, like, you need them. They want you. And in a sense, they need you. And I always felt like everybody wanted a cold verse, right? And I felt like Cole, need, Cole definitely needed to prove it on his own, right? He needed to prove it on his own. But I think once you prove it on your own to the point where you have three where you have three, four albums that go platinum, double platinum with no features, um, back to back to back, I think that's the proof like yo, you 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 are one of the illest out here. You understand what I'm saying? So take the feature. Right? And that's what he did. He took some features. So I'm 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 excited for this album. I'm excited for off season. It's going to be great. I think, I think this album is going to be amazing. And if it's not, I'm really going to slice some heads off. That's what that is. Clowns of the week this week um is Senator Tim Scott and Vice President Kamala Harris. Oh man, the black woman about to come at me. Uh listen, um your VP, and I don't know which state this man is senatoring from. Uh but Tim Scott decided that he wanted to say that America is not racist and our VP decided to echo him and basically, you know, say the same thing. Um, Listen, damn. (sighs) It's funny when you get from Senator, Senator Kamala Harris to now VP Kamala Harris. Ain't that two people, two different people, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and, and probably should sit there and say to you uh, in your face, I'm the same person. Ah. You know, you took a different title. Right? You're not holding a Senate office. Or a seat. Right? You're still holding a seat on the Senate. But your title has changed now. And what I've learned from watching the, uh, the Windsor documentary, the, uh, the documentary on the Royal Family, is that your title holds power okay, and responsibility, so Tim Scott saying that America is not racist, nobody knows who the fuck Tim Scott is, he's a black man, right, talking about he's been called Uncle Tom and everything, well, you said that, you might well be, huh, but when the vice president, mm, i I, well, I, was about, I was about to go there, but I'm ha, <laughs> ha, Oh, I was about to go there. I'm not about to go there. Oh, 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 you. I was about to. Oh, I'm glad I caught myself. Cause listen, I was about to say something, and it was about to be real shady and funny. And I was just like, you know what? Let me not. <laughs> Let me. Not. Cause if I said what I wanted to say, oh, listen. Black woman voted for this woman, and she and she basically is saying like, yo, America's not racist. I want to say what black women say to that. The ones that voted. Especially, shit, black men, hell. I don't know what to say because I voted for your ass myself. And so you're getting clown on the week because it's like, come on now. Come on now. But, but, I'm not surprised. This is not a surprise. I'm not, I'm not. Take this lightly, right? Take this, take this, take this the right way. I'm not surprised and I'm not angry about it, right? It is literally like. Okay, you were on the ticket with a man who came on the Breakfast Club and said, yo, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. Now, you know, we take that how we take that, but <laughs> I'm just saying I it, yikes. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's, it's and, uh, VP Harris and Senator. Harris are two totally different individuals right now. You know, Senator Harris was the one who was king can- get us in office. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Get us in office. I know Joe, I know Joe's stupid as fuck, but get us in office. <laughs> Joe, you wanna be president of the United States. <laughs> and now we have VP Harris, right? Who said shit like this. And um I might say what I want to say on the after dark i w- I really want to say it I might say it on the after dark because I'd just be wondering huh how how does how does how does the people that she represent and the organizations that she represent what do they think about that hmm. interesting, especially the organizations that she <laughs> represent how how do they feel about that? Hmm. I don't know. That just it just be running through my mind like, hmm. <laughs> okay. Got it. But I'm I'm just you know we gotta hold people accountable, right? It's just it's just accountability. That's all it is. You can get mad at me for saying what, <laughs> for saying what I said, but it's like it's accountability that just needs to be held, right? That's it. All right, let's get into more of the show. Uh, Where do we want to go first? Let's talk about Bill and Melinda because I really don't care. I don't know why I put it on the docket, but Bill and Melinda um, Gates are divorcing. Now, if you don't know who Bill Gates is, Bill Gates is the man who um, devised the plan and created Microsoft, and, um, you know, Microsoft is a billion, billion, billion dollar company and industry, and... um, it's funny because I don't know if that it's weird. Like I was just like, "Oh wow, they divorcing?" Cause you see, so you don't see. I, I I don't know. You just don't see a lot of older divorcees or divorcing right now. But what I've read um, is that a lot of um, a lot of older um, individuals, forty and up, are divorcing higher uh, than. Us who are kind of marrying higher, right? We're marrying at an increasingly rate, right? And um, and when, when I mean we, I mean my generation, right? Between the 20s, 20, 21s, 20, 40s, right? And so, because they said, like, it was a study that said people that are under the age of 40 are, you know, marrying. People over the age of 40 are like divorcing. And what I equate that to is that a lot of people are over the age of 40 are realizing their independence. Let's let's talk, let's talk about it, right? Listen, relationships um, are what you make them at this point. In, 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 the, in the era that we're living in, in the culture that we're living in, in the generation that we're living in, you make your relationship how you want to make it, right? And so... When I think a lot of older individuals are seeing a lot of us young people not playing the 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 the, the rules of the game, right? Um, and that just doesn't that just doesn't go into a, a, a homosexual or a heterosexual type of thing. It's a, it's an all type of thing, right? Like the norms of relationships in general have changed. They're not the standard nineteen anything. <laughs> right, it is. It is 2021. People are choosing how they want to live their lives. You know what I'm saying? They want to be more independent. And when I think about, like I said, older folks now divorcing, it's like back then they had to get together for stability, for business, for trying to make something happen. Kids is involved, and yes, love is involved. But I don't think it's that sort of oh we're meant to be together. You're my soulmate type of love. It's that business. Oh, I love you, you know. You got a 401k, I got one. It's a job, 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 boom, boom, boom. This is what we're gonna do for the house. We're gonna take a couple vacations. All right, cool beans. All right, we loved on each other enough. Now let's divorce, type love, right? Because it it doesn't, it it, to me when you see relationships like that, it's like you're happy, but you're not really happy, right? And again, I'm going to go back to the Windsor Royal Family documentary, right? Here's the thing. Princess Diana and Prince Charles were never meant to marry. Right? Or as the documentary pointed out. Never. Because Prince Charles was out here loving on another woman before Diana. Right? But before... As, or as he's loving on this other woman, she's married. And as some of us know when it comes to the royal family, they don't deal with that bullshit. Well, they didn't back then. They do now. They don't, they don't care about shit now. Um, but back then, was, ah, Prince Charles, you can't be doing all that. You can't be, ah, we, we don't allow that shit up in the royal. We don't, uh, up, up in Buckingham? Don't be bringing that shit up in the palace. That bitch gotta stay outside. Hell no, nah. We don't, the queen wasn't having that. Queen was like, you got to marry somebody who holds a virgin. Okay? St. Mary. Okay? Who ain't been touched yet. Right? So, <laughs> Prince Diana comes along. She's like 18, 19. He's like, what, like 16 years? Her senior. So like that. They get married. Boom, bop, bop. They have some kids. William and Harry. And then we find out that He's still fucking with old girl. She, because she's like, Diana, because she's like, oh, you still fucking with old girl? And then you gonna bring her to our wet? Bit. She start fucking with somebody else. So it's, ne- it, in, in most cases, it's never like a, a, a love, love in a, in a deep soulmate type of thing when you get up to status. And when we talk about Bill and Melinda, they're in a status of just like, yo, you know, I was with you when you were grinding, right? The 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 affection and the love probably was just, you, excuse me, you were, you know, you, you had me, you held me down when I was, but I, I you know, I want to be happier. Not to say I'm not happy with you, but I just like, I I I just want to live independently. And I mean, hey. If you just figuring that out now, that's great. You understand what I'm saying? Because I think I've been saying that for a long time. Right? Live your complete best life. I know that during the times that we were talking about during those 60s, 70s, 80s, you know, during the 50, all, all the way back to the 50s and 40s, right? We had to marry for, for survival, especially our families, right? We had to marry for survival. We had to marry to keep our genes going. We had to marry to keep our our, our 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 lineages together. Right? And so, yeah, some marriages, most marriages aren't really, like, love-based. So we get so many infidelities, but that's not a here or there. Right? But at the same token, I think now that we're in this culture, again, there's a lot more leeway when it comes to relationships. There's a lot more Leeway in how you do things. And you choose how you want to run your relationship. Because at the end of the day, who is telling you to run your relationship? Get- when you become a full-fledged adult, I don't give a fuck what title you are. You can choose who you date. Who you want to date. This ain't the 50s and 60s. This is 2021. You can choose who you... You can be 65 and choose to date a 34-year-old. Look at Mr. Biggs. Look at Ron Isley. Just saying. So, you know, hey, I feel like Bill and Melinda, they cool. Bill about to throw her some nice, uh, some good dough. Melinda going to keep on doing her for I feel like they're going to just be friends. They're just doing a, a, a divorce. They're like, listen we probably been ready to get divorced for a long time, but it's it's a, it's business. There's businesses that are connected to us. So we have to separate from those first so we can become separate entities. Ha, ah, ah, ha, ah. ha. Yeah, so, you know, shout out to Buzz and Melinda. I hope they had a great marriage. I hope they both last. You know what I'm saying? Uh, let's talk about this NYC teacher, though, that was called um, sucking on a man's nipple in the high school. Uh yes 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 so um this 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 teacher uh let me make sure this was in the Bronx that sound about right don't it <laughs> sucking on no nipple Lord have mercy oh babe oh and they would be so mad best friend they would be so mad right now because it's a NYC Spanish teacher look. Ah, she will have a fit right now. Oh man. Okay, so she was in a Zoom call, right? Okay, so let's read the story from the Daily News. This is get a room or just wait till class ends. <laughs> a New York City high school Spanish teacher is in hot water for sucking on a companion's nipple as students <laughs> watched on a Zoom video. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> Amanda Fletcher, a 14 year veteran teacher, started fooling around in full view of her Columbia secondary school students during a class last September. A department educator. Uh, yo, y'all have to chill. Okay. While she was supposed to be teaching a class, Fletcher. Engaged in a clearly inappropriate and unprofessional act. That is what uh, Anastasia Coleman, a uh, top school's investigations uh, official, said. Um, and then, what else, what else, what else, what else, what else? So this happened, uh, like, October 29th. I guess this story is just coming out. They, she tried to hide this story for sure. She paid all, she paid all of the... The major news sites to put this to not put this out. They was like, she was like, no, please, please, I don't have any more. Money. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> oh my god! Yikes! Jesus Christ! Golly! I'm just trying to understand Miss Fletcher. Like, what was was his nipple that good that you had to go on the Zoom call and do that? I'm just I'm just trying to understand like it was that good, right? It had to be. <laughs> and the New York Post ain't shit too. They talking about a spicy slip of the tongue led to a, Sp- <laughs> a Spanish teacher being yanked from her classes after investigators found her found she performed an inappropriate sexual act on a Zoom lesson. Jesus Christ. Lord have mercy, and th- and this act happened last year, but it just got obtained just now by um, news reporters and everything. So, um, as for Miss Fletcher, she she has been teaching since two thousand and seven, uh, and I believe she is currently under investigation. Of course, uh, she is, I'm presumably let go. Um, Oh, she's actually still on the city's payroll. Oh well, shit. New York ain't giving a fuck. New York don't give a New York don't give a goddamn whatsoever. Hold on. What what was the school? Let me see what school is. Uh, Columbia Secondary School, Math and Science and Engineering. Uh, I don't know where that is in New York, but uh, I think that may be in Manhattan or like I said, the Bronx or whatever. But, bruh. You can't be on Zoom just sucking on somebody's nipple like that. You know what I'm saying? You have a call. See, that's the thing about Zoom. And see, that's the thing. We got to get back into the y'all. Teachers and students getting out of hand. Okay, we getting out of hand with these Zoom meetings. Like, I, you gotta think. Who is about to sit here? Like, you know, you're in class, and you just your man come up to you, and be like, "Yo, suck my nipple." What? And you do it! While the students watching you in the Zoom call. Talking about mommy, mommy, mom teacher, look. (laughs) Let me (laughs) fucking Oh my god. Y'all are dumb. God, what is wrong with y'all, man? I don't be getting it. I don't be getting it sometimes. Um Recap my week. I didn't even recap my week, Lord. Um, I well, I told y'all most of the week on the on the on the Alpha Dark show. I when I came back from, you know, Michigan, had a great Michigan trip. You know, celebrated my friend's graduation and everything, and um, which was really really dope. Came back and I just chilled out. I'm packed and everything like that. Cause, um, had a little, you know. I don't know what you want to call it, like a slight tickle in my throat, you know, coming from, you know, back from Michigan and shit like that. Because Michigan has a lot of bodies of water. And what I didn't expect, I think what I forgot, honestly, is that the wind in uh, Grand Rapids and Michigan, especially West Michigan, uh, because West Michigan has so much water um, near them, uh, the wind and the cold hits a little bit different than it does here because there's not really any kinds it is bodies of water here but they they are not West Michigan body or Midwest wind and body of water. you understand what I'm saying so um, coming back was an adjustment but that was it that was it no other. we back here now you understand what I'm saying we're back here uh where are we where are we talking where are we talking where are we going where are we going where are we going? Uh, let's talk about um, Little Duval and his Mother's Day tweet. Now, like I said, shout out to um, all the mothers. Happy belated Mother's Day to everybody out there. Little Duval decided that he wanted to tweet out, who do you think your mother had sex with or celebrity, right? What celebrity do, you, do your do you think your mom had sex with? And honestly, it was some, some crazy-ass... Answers that were given. Some people said Too Short. Some people said Stevie Wonder. Some people said um, Prince Michael. Uh, And I think for me, if I I know my mama, it's one of the the dudes from New Edition. Right? She loves New Edition. That's flat out period. Right? She loves every last one of them. So I would not be surprised if her in her younger years she went to a, a new edition concert, slipped her ass in the back, and I'ma leave it there because she grown. <laughs> and I'ma leave it there because she grown. Okay? Cause hey, she had a life before us, right? And that's I think what we forget about our parents, right? Like, that's, I think that's the greatest, the greatest thing about me and my mom's relationship is she don't, she does not let me forget (laughs) that literally she's had a life before me and I appreciate that, right? Even though sometimes in my, I'll be like, oh my, in my ears, my, I can't take this, (laughs) right? But in the same token, it was like, you know what? Um, I appreciated it because it let me understand like, yo, my mom was you know she 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 did her own thing back then, right? And, and she had a life before me. And um, I think as 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 children, right? Um, as as the seeds to our mothers and fathers, we forget. Like yo, they was they was just they was probably just as wild as we were, right? They telling us probably not to do the same shit that they did because they did it and probably did it a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> Lord have mercy. Happy happy Belated Mother's Day again. Uh, let's talk about Dr. Umar Johnson on this Breakfast Club interview. This Breakfast Club interview got about 3.4 million views on YouTube in about a week, which was crazy. Um, now, particularly, I don't care for Dr. Umar Johnson um, as the prince of Pan-Africanism. Um, some of his shit is just ridiculous in my mindset. But in this interview... He was speaking some shit. And let me say that DJ Envy, DJ Envy, when it comes to that death of that 15-year-old, 16-year-old girl, you are cooning. I'm sorry. I'm going to call it while I was seeing it. You cooning, bro. Because the fact that you can constantly sit here and be like, well, what if that damn cop? What if that cop? My thing is, bro, if you watch the video and watch the video closely, The cop could have disarmed the girl before shooting her four times. Four, Envy, you can't, you cannot. You understand what I'm saying? You can't can't sit here and, and justify that. Because if that was a white person, male or female, that were fighting like that, and the white cop that came up like he did, shots would not have been fired. As I talked about a couple weeks ago on the podcast, a man stabbed a cop, a white man stabbed a cop in the neck, literally was about to, the cop was about to put him behind, hands to the back and cuffs. My man took out a knife, stabbed the cop in the neck and took off running. Did you think the cop shot him in the back? Hell no. The cop ran after his stupid ass, had the gun in hand, switched from the gun to the taser and didn't even taser my man. Until he got like way far. So what are what are we talking? There's always going to be a sense of injustice when the police are being called with black bodies, period. She did she have a knife? Yes. Could she could have killed that girl? Absolutely. Girl was getting jumped though. So in my mind, as a black man, you jump me, and I got a knife in it. or oh, somebody Achilles getting sliced, somebody falling to the ground. I may not kill you, but somebody coming down with me. Okay, somebody ain't walking back. Either you, we all ain't walking back at this point. But in that situation, most white cops are trained to kill us. Not trained to kill their cop are they their compadres and white people, but they are trained to kill us. And then Dr. Umar and literally Charlemagne got in Envy's ass like, bro, if you were a cop, if you're that cop, do what 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 are you doing? Train. There's no leeway. And I and I need people like Envy to stop giving that leeway. There's no leeway for that. There's none. Like, your points have somewhat valid, but there's you're not giving you're not holding them accountable at all. And the accountability needs to be there. Period. Period. Point blank. And so Dr. Umar Joshua was talking. He was talking about some wild shit. He was talking about um, the snow bunny crisis. <laughs> And how um, black male, he doesn't he doesn't condone interracial dating. And and what he means by that is he don't condone interracial dating when it comes to black with white, black and Asian, black and black, ain't it? Black with any other one but black, ain't it? And the crazy thing is he made good points. I'm listening to this crazy ass man talk, and I'm like, damn. Well, if you if you saying it like that. I'm like, because yeah. y'all know me. I'm a person who love, like, love, love, love who love, right? But then when you think about the business aspect, and I don't think we really think about the business of, like, relationships. Because it is one. Having a relationship is a 24-7 job. It is a business in a sense, okay? And so... When he was talking about it in a business aspect, he was making a lot of sense. I'm making a whole lot of sense. And then, and then, he was like, yo, I got so many black men in my, in my inbox talking about, well, why you don't get on black women for sitting here dating white men? He's like, and, and he made a valid fucking point. He said black men, per, like, increasingly... Date and marry more white men than black women will ever, and this is a fucking fact that they, they will ever date and marry a, a white man. My mama has never, and I said, and I've, I've jokingly joked with my mama about dating a white She'll be like, ah, I can't, I can't have that. That's. Mm-mm. Oh, pale down there and there. I'm like, my, okay, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> and so, he has a point, right? I know I've dibbled and dabbled in my snows and my snow bunnies. Dated? Never. Married? Nah. I'm good. Because, in a sense, I agree with Dr. Umar. There is, when we talk about status, when we talk about. Hierarchy. When we talk about all of those things, as he said, a, a, a rich white woman ain't about to marry a, a poor black man unless she giving him good dick, or unless he giving her good dick. And I mean the dick that that'll get you married, to that motherfucking get you rich. Now, if you can pull off, I want. I, if you can pull off a Black China, hey, I ain't mad at you. You understand what I'm saying? In a sense, where you infiltrate and then get the fuck on. You understand what I'm saying? I ain't mad at that either, right? But he was—he—he he has a point in which a lot of us as black people, um, we 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 lose our psychological kind of blackness in a way. Like, you know, we're, we're black, right, through and through. Right? When you see another black person, it's a black person. But I and I've always said this is like. All right, are you when you get into these interracial relationships, do you de- do you debunk your history? Do you debunk yourself? Your 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 blackness? Do you do you kind of subside that down to sit here and 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 cater to that race whether that be Asian, whether that be white, whether that be Hispanic? Are you kind of diminishing your blackness because you want to appeal to this race. And I get it. It's like you shouldn't have to do that. You shouldn't have to. And if the person that you say loves you cannot understand or or even try to understand your history as a black person in this country, then I I don't know where the relationship is going. That's but that's that's me though. Right? Now I can say a, a, some of the things I agree with. Some of the things he, he was, hey, but he was talking. He was talking his talk, man. He was talking his talk. I, um, I wonder if his school is going to be built. And every time I always wonder, like, do he had these degrees? Because I'll be looking him up, and I don't know where he got these degrees from. But um, I don't know. Yeah, but he was he was talking some shit. Like it was it was some shit that he was talking. That I was just like, okay, I hear you, bro. All right, you crazy though. But I hear you. I hear you. But DJ Envy. Uh, when it comes to that black that young black girl getting killed, yeah bro you you can't justify that, and I hope you that you're not justifying it, but the way that you talk about it and explain your point of view it sounds like a justification and so I'm just letting you know that there's no justification with this um he fucked up that's what it was uh. Was she in the wrong? Possibly. But did he need to sit here and kill her to stop her from doing what she needs to do? No. And I think that's what you are missing. And so that's that. Uh, JPB. We did not talk about the uh, JPB, the Joe Budden podcast, returning... To it's normal schedule programming. I don't know if it's really returning. I don't know if the guys will be back. Um, they did their interview. They squashed up all their beef. I, I think I talked about it a lot of time, uh, maybe a couple weeks ago. And um, I, I'm going to be a hundred and a fifty percent honest with you guys. Uh, I don't see the Joe Button podcast making it. Um. I think when you put that sour taste in people's mouths um, in a sense where, uh, you know, you say things that even in a sense like you say things that you say things that can hurt, but can also be detrimental to the business. Right. And so as much as I want to believe or maybe do believe that they're good, that they're cool and everything. Um, I'm not going to lie. When you, If you told me that this podcast is none of my business and I've helped build this podcast, I put my blood, sweat, tears, and probably money into this podcast, and you telling me this is none of my business, I'm going to leave right? Like, I'm, I'm I'm, going to do the same fucking shit. And at that point, I, like I said, I think a lot of egos got involved, a lot of shit got involved. I think they squashed it, but I don't think the energy um, will be the same. Um, and I'm not expecting it to be the same. Uh, we'll see where it goes from here. I just don't know if they're going to last. I don't know if this is going to last. I really just feel like um, the Joe Button podcast is is is, is it's it, it's it's on its it's on a like a what is that uh, a respirator or something like that like it's 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 on his last breath man and it and I don't know because I can tell Maul Maul is not he just I'm here you understand what I'm saying and Maul is always like I'm here but if you really read Maul and his and his 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 his, his kind of uh, uh, his gestures and his body language. You can tell when he's into it. You can tell when he's, you know, all in and everything like that. But um, I don't think, you know, he's as in as he claims to be. Um, I don't think he's as in as he wants to be. Um, I don't even think he wants to be in necessarily for real, for real. Uh, I think Rory um, is just, you know, just doing it just to do it, right? Um, in a sense. Um, and, you know, I was watching DJ academics talk about Rory and, you know, you know, calling Maul and Rory chumps and shit like that. Like, listen, um, I get that both of them have talked shit about you. You talk shit about them. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. You know, you'd be like, I don't talk about them, you know, and give credit to academics because no matter love him or hate him, he created a lane for himself, created an Avenue uh, for himself. Did what he needed to do um and continuously still does it so you know you gotta give you gotta give him credit for that and i respect that about him but at the same time um the fact that you just continuously disrespect these men um it's kind of just pussy of you um it's bitch ass nigga of you um to continue doing it you know what i'm saying like you know it is what it is um and like i said um I don't see Rory and Ma staying. I maybe see Rory staying. I don't see Ma staying. And if they do stay, that would be great because I love the Joe Budden podcast. But I'm, I'm, I'm speaking in a realistic form right now and just seeing body language and seeing and seeing how things are, are being played out right now. Um, you know, Joe Budden just did the, did the No Jumper podcast with Adam22, and that was pretty dope. And, uh, you know, they're... You know the Joe Bun podcast is good, but you know it's at this at the same token. I don't know if it's going to be the same because what they're going to get is a lot of questions about yo, what happened here, what happened there, what happened there, and what they have to realize is they're the they're the cultures like Oprah. Period. You understand what I'm saying? Like love love the Joe Bun podcast. I hate the Joe Bun podcast. The Joe Button podcast is the cultures Oprah. People tune in to watch that three-hour-long-ass show on fucking YouTube or listen to it on fucking SoundCloud or Apple Podcast. That's what it is. And know that one promo. And so, uh it's just like, yo, I don't tune into the Joe Bunn Podcast to sit there for three hours just to not listen. No, I'm going to fucking hear what y'all got to say because that's how valuable your voices are. You understand what I'm saying? And so... Uh, I want them to stay together. Do I think they're going to stay together? No. Uh, I see them maybe making it out of 2021 and then things going in a different direction. And and, and again, 2021, the end of it, right? So maybe the beginning of 2022, they split or whatever. Uh, they do what they need to do contractually and then they head the fuck out. I think that's what it's going to be. Um, I don't think it's going to be any animosity, any love loss. I just think business-wise, uh it's going to be a different setting hopefully not but just like i said looking at the 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 body language and the gestures and the shit like that i just have a lot of ill feeling to towards like ah man this is yikes but i digress and i'm here for it you know what i'm saying That's it is what it is all right guys we're gonna take a five minute break and we, ooh, excuse me, we will be back with the podcast, it's the Opinion brother podcast with your boy Ty the Pie Guy, and we will be back in five. What's going on everybody? It is your boy Ty the Pie Guy, and we are back with the opinionated brother podcast, um, episode 168. We are in the second half of the show, and we are talking about washing your ass, okay? Now, I'm going to go take a shower after this. Right, period, because I value washing my ass, okay. And I think what we have to really, 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 really take into account is that a lot of you who are dating are dating people who are disgustingly disgusting. And yep, I sure did. I said disgustingly disgusting. I don't get and And this is real, right? I've lived with people like this. I've seen it. Experienced it. Not for myself, but with the people I've lived with, I've experienced it. I think I've talked about this on my podcast a couple times. Living in, During my undergrad in college... Right, I my sophomore year I worked for Papa John's and I lived with three other white white boys. Right, one was mad clean, mad sh- sh- like I mean military background. dad and mom were military, so when you walk in, and I, and I snuck in everybody room, okay, because I know they did that with me. I snuck in everybody room to see what, what, what the, how clean were my roommates, okay. Now, I I, I kind of knew him from freshman year, but we know each other for real, for real. You know that's that white, black shit. We don't know each other for real, but we're cordial. Okay, cool. So, when everybody would go, you know, if I'm the only one home and everybody's, you know, in class or out work or anything, I'm checking rooms. My boy Sarge's room, his room is spotless. He's vacuuming every freaking minute. He has OCD up the ass. His bed is, I mean... He put linen on that small-ass cot. Do you hear me? He put linen on that shit. I mean, I'm like, bo- boy got the pins in the pit. He got the light switch. So when he going, he doing this homework and shit. Like, I mean, straight to the point. My room, pretty, pretty clean. You know what I'm saying? Junkie at times. But when I clean up, it's clean. Everything is peachy. When it got to my other two roommates' rooms, right? And mind you, me and Sard shared a bathroom, so our bathroom downstairs was always clean. We never sat here and not made sure our bathroom was clean, even when he shed it like a dog, too. He was always respectable and cleaning his shit. I will give him props and give him credit as being the only white person that I know, for real, for real, who I live with, that was clean and decided he wanted... Like, I mean, made sure, spotless. The other two, right? Uh, one of them, both of them share the upstairs bathroom. And the upstairs bathroom, I never let none of my friends, my best friend will probably tell you, I never let her come over my house and go upstairs and use the bathroom. Why? Because that bathroom looked like a dirty bomb hit that bitch. And it never got clean. And what I mean by that is literally when you go, when you went into the bathroom, the tub was black. Now, I don't know how you turn a white tub black. I don't know. But you got to be a dirty motherfucker to do it, right? You got to be some type of dirty and some type of nasty not to clean your own filth. To make sure the other person, the other person who was taking a shower and putting their, oh my God, their feet on your dirt. Oh, (laughs) you have to amputate my foot. (laughs) Like, yo, I mean, I mean, if my Patreon can see this computer screen right here, it was as black. The top was as black as this computer screen right here, this Asian computer screen. That is next to me, and y'all know what an Acer monitor is—black, straight black. Now, there are times where you can leave your your, your t- like you can get out the tub and leave, okay. But when you go back in there, make you got to make sure your bathroom is clean at least t- like t- twice a week, especially if you're living with somebody, right? It's just common sense and common knowledge and commonwealth, right? but it wasn't that right and so i will go into each of their rooms now the one of the dudes who had the upstairs bathroom he his room was pretty stank but it in it, it, junky everywhere shit like he wasn't messy but it stunk in there it smelled like sweat and ball sack okay you go to the next room this is where it got nasty and this is where i've always never understood Never, never, never will never, ever, 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 ever get it. The dude on the other side, right? Who who had the bat who had the upstairs bathroom as well, had bags of trash in his room. And when I mean bags of trash, I mean full leaf bags of trash. And what I mean, and, and and if you know a leaf big old leaf bag, the one I got in my trash bag for real trash can those are huge right you you put leaves in them when you're when you're spring cleaning and and raking leaves and shit you put leaves okay and so you have three big and i mean the funk was excruciating he kept that door closed for a reason and then what what blew my mind what then blew my mind is that girls he would bring girls home to the room, have sex with them. I heard it, and they would leave the next morning, not 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 the night, and be like, "Oh my God, this is trashy." No, they're staying in the field. They're staying in the 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 the, the coated disgust of smell that is that is his room. And so, me and my girlfriend, you know, now we're here, 2021, me and my girlfriend was talking about the same shit, like, yo, why are niggas so nasty? It's not just white people's niggas, period. It's men and women. How do you go through life being this nasty? Now, I know there are circumstances, of course, we're not talking about that. We're talking about you being able to sit here and have a tub, have a shower. Whether that be cold or hot water, okay? You have a shower, you have a tub, or you have something to wash your ass, and you walk outside every fucking day, and you stink. You have a man, you have a woman, you have a partner, and you're bringing that to your partner. I always said, look at somebody's bathroom. Look at somebody's house. And I will literally understand how clean you are. Period. Why? My mama has OCD up the ass. So we're cleaning every week. Right? It got annoying as shit. But I understand why she did it. Because niggas are filthy. I'm so happy. And so blessed to have a clean roommate and best friend... Who knows how to clean. Because a lot of people don't know how to clean. First of all, they'll, they'll use the dish soap. And clean the whole entire house. The fuck? What is wrong with you? Right? Like, no. And you think that's clean. No. No, let's get some. Let's get some mopping glow. Okay? Let's get some comment. Let's get some comment spray. Let's get some awesome. Let's get this grime up off this shit. Right? Like, I have a pet peeve when it comes. Like, if I see your bathroom, I judge people by their bathroom. And I won't even tell you to your face. I judge you off your bathroom. If I come to your bathroom and your bathroom looks like a nuclear bomb hit it with piss on the toilet, see, you ain't touched this shit. I'm judging you. And in my mind, you are already disgusting. I'm sorry. I'm sorry is listen especially especially if you got roommates facts no person should be leaving no bathroom clean. not 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 a deal right now I will concede that there have been times where me and my boys have lived together and low-key it was the four of us living together? Three of us would only be cleaning. I'm not going to out the person who wasn't, but three of us would only be cleaning, right? And low-key, nobody wants to touch the bathroom. I don't get why men don't want to touch the bathrooms, right? We piss and shit in there. You have to clean the fucking toilet. like You have to get in there never understand why men don't want to clean after their own shit. And so I knew for a minute, like, I I saw that, and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to clean shit, because I I, I was primarily the only one to clean it. I'm not going to clean this shit. But because I chose that way, then nothing really got cleaned until we saw shit built. And I said, no, I can't live like that more. No, 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 no. Because I remember when I lived with me, just me, oh, every bathrooms, clean. Toilet, spotless. Bathtub, white. Shower walls, no grime. I made sure I had either some scrubbing bubbles, some comments, some Lysol uh, wipes, or that Lysol toilet bowl, whatever. Hell, give me some awesome and I can make it work. You understand what I'm saying? Awesome is everything. But it's a lot of us now in this this era, in this age where we, we are not being honest with our people. And I am here to tell you, let me be honest with you firsthand. Wash your ass and clean your shit. You are too fucking old. To be sitting there waiting for somebody to clean the bathroom that you shit and pee in. You're disgusting. You are disgusting. I don't know who this is going to, but if you do this, you're disgusting. Period. I know a lot of people gonna hear this shit. If you go, if you literally have a rant to this, you are that person and you're disgusting. You have no excuse for your bathroom being disgusting. You have no excuse, okay? Yeah, you may not want to clean that shit, but you living in filth. And then the person that's gonna to come to your house gonna look at you and like, oh, no, I don't want to use my, I don't, I don't want to let your woman come to your bathroom, huh? I wouldn't want my woman nor my best friend sitting on no damn pissing ass toilet, and then waiting for them to just clean it and shit like that. I shit, piss, and throw up in this motherfucker, and, and I'm just not gonna clean it. No, that's unsanitary, and that's disgusting. And any woman that is fucking a nigga like that, you're disgusting even too, and you need to go check your pH balance. Period. Because you're fucking a dirty, dick nigga. To me, listen, I'm this, and this may be extreme. But in my mind, if you don't clean your bathroom, you don't wash your ass. I'm sorry. You may just do a uh, uh, you may do a pat like a woman does on her makeup, little pat pat. You may just do get you a little soap, run a little water, pat pat under your arms, pat pat on your dick, and then you off. That's still dirty dick. That's just oh, that's that is how how do y'all how and again i again circumstantial right there are circumstances people are out here who are homeless who don't have places to shower and everything like that but it be some of the homeless people who be a lot more cleaner than some of y'all with the money to get (laughs) i don't be it. i don't like that's, I think that's a pet peeve of mine Like yo Men What are you waiting for Right I think A lot of men are so conditioned For women to To clean And to cook for them That when they Live alone They don't know how to do that shit I've seen a lot of men's bathrooms And trust And 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 ha uh, ha uh, Ha uh, ha uh, uh. Trust me I See Sometimes don't understand how the hell, and then I've seen women's bathrooms too. Wow, wow, like I'm talking about men, women, wow, right? It, it, because I'm always thinking women are cleaner than men, right? In my mind, I'm all, that, that's a that's a for, that's a forgivable, right? When I went to Cedar Point, and I literally like. I like I don't know I just I just we I, I snuck in the girls' bathroom. Okay, don't judge me. But I wanted to see all of what what Cedar Point and this and this rooming situation had to offer. And when I tell you, oh my God, it it was so disgusting. Pads on the toilet. Oh my Lord. Jesus Christ! <laughs> like you needed shower shoes to go in the bathroom. Period. Men are feet. Men or women working say people, you had to have shower shoes going in, because people were that that nasty. Like I'm like you can't you you can't be this nasty. But yes, yes, and nobody's telling you this. Because then if I see her and tell you that you're being disgusting, then you're going to think I'm coming at you. And see, it's not that. It's just like, yo, this is nasty. Well, you don't see that as nasty. You see that as normal. Well, it's a normality to live in your filth, right? Okay, well, you go ahead. You go ahead. You you go right ahead. Because that, 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 mm-mm. It just can't be me. And that... Mm, mm, mm. Wash your ass. Clean your ass. Clean your bathroom. Clean clean your house. <laughs> like, people always, like... It's funny because people always, like, get their living room and they and they upstairs together. But I'm like, do you clean your bathroom first? That's That's the biggest thing. Because a lot of people... What I've learned from a lot of folks especially the older generation, is that they judge you off your bathroom. And if your bathroom ain't clean, that's the first thing that... mm, Because people are going to have to use your bathroom, especially if you um, have something going on, if you have, like... Even if you got a date over, or you got your girl or your man over, and y'all got, like, a group of people over, you have to make sure shit is kind of spotless to the T. And it's not, oh, well... Fuck it, they can see. No, cause I don't want to go in your bathroom seeing all your piss stains and shit, shit marks in the toilet. I'm sorry, cause then I'm gonna be like, oh wow, mm. Prince Steve notions already. I, and I'm sorry that it's gonna be like that's. I'm working on it, but it's just like ah, this is common sense. You could put some comment in here, ring that out, and you know, get that get that clean. But guys. Maybe I'm different. I don't know. I don't know. But you know what? That's it for today. <laughs> we will be back on uh, when, uh, Thursday for the After Dark show. So be tuned in for that. We appreciate you guys. We love you for everything. Um, continuously. Uh, what was I say? Uh, follow us on Instagram at T-O-B double underscore uh, podcast. That is T-O-B double underscore. So two underscores. P-O-D-C-A-S-T. All right. Make sure that you follow us um again on any platform that you listen to us via audio and uh if you like to join the pa- patreon again come on over and join the tac family and shout out to our youtube viewership um and i think that is it like i said we'll be back on thursday and yeah love peace and Everybody have a great great week and we will see you on thursday peace